Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to First Take with Lance. Uh, I'm here this episode with my trusty co-host and sidekick, Devin. Hello. Hey, hey. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the movie Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, we're a little bit late on this. Um, usually, we we kind of uh, divide the podcast up into two parts. The first part being if you haven't seen the movie, and then we make a de- make a obvious dividing line in the podcast where if you haven't seen the movie, you can stop, um, and then we do spoilers. But since I think Star Trek has been out for a while now, I think let's just assume everybody has seen it. But first, uh, I want to do a little bit of business. Uh, I always do this at the end. I want to do it at the beginning just to make sure people uh, people know where to where to reach us and where to find us. Um, you can catch us. We are on Twitter. Uh, first, take W Lance, um, and you can uh, communicate with us with us there. You can give uh, you can give feedback. If you hate the podcast, think it sucks, you can tell us on there. Um, or if you like it, you can do that too. Uh, we can. You can also interact with us. On, we're on Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, slash First Take with Lance. So come on down, come to the pages, and um, let's 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 hear from you. So we can uh, we can get some feedback, and um, you can also see some stuff that's coming up. And also on the on the Twitter feed, I we actually do other reviews that. That are not podcasts. We review many more movies that mm-hmm. we do podcasts of. They're they're lore, basically short little uh, Twitter reviews of lots of movies on there. So get over there and check it out if you're uh, one of them Twitter folks. Uh, if not, come over and and check us out on Facebook. All right. So with that, Devin, what do you think of Star Trek? Okay. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Did you? You like the first one? Yes. Because the first one came out before we started this podcast. So, or no, did we do it? No, know. we didn't. We didn't do one for the first one. So, the the Star Trek reboot, cool. We dug it. Mm-hmm. We weren't really Star Trek fans before that. No. I wouldn't say. Yeah, we're pretty not much. Not at all. Not, not, not at all, right? Yeah. But um, but we were interested to see what J.J. Abrams was going to do with the with the reboot, and we liked it, and it was cool. And uh, we, we really enjoyed it, and so now the sequel came out. So, as good as the as the first reboot, better, worse. There were parts that were better and parts that were worse. Really, parts that were better and parts that were worse. Okay, let's let's start with a positive. What was better? I love the 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 scene where um Kirk dies. And just yeah. the conversation, Kill his death guy. scene with um, Spock and Kirk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I cried. Now, you, that that is very, obviously has very strong ties, that scene to the movie Star Trek II, The Wrath of, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Which you had seen mm-hmm. prior to seeing this movie. Right. In Wrath of Khan, the exact opposite happens. Right. Spock goes into the radiation room to save everyone, and Spock dies. Right. Right. But because of the reboot. And the whole, since because Nero went through the black hole and everything went lopsided, 
the right. switched. Kind of certain, kind of like maybe like a chance versus fate type thing. Like certain events are destined to happen, even if you you reboot time, but they may happen differently. Like slightly, bef- they might happen earlier, and they might, um, they they have yeah, they happen differently, right. but they're in- inevitable. So you you dug that part? Yes. The ending. Yes. Yeah. No, that was that was powerful. That was the, I was there. I was in it. Yes. I was in it for that. And um I th- I thought it was I thought it was well done the way they did that. The way they they used the the con character and did it kind of it was similar to what what had happened in the original movie but but slightly different, but I think they had, they addressed that the differences. And again, it goes along with the whole reboot idea, you know, with with they can still have the the opportunity to use the same characters or even the same storylines, change them up a bit, or or going completely new places. I mean, it really, I thought after the first one, I was like, wow, that that's a really clever way of kind of freeing yourself of, you know, the oppor- the the responsibility to have to do certain things because you're doing Star Trek. Now they can do whatever they want. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting and, and kind of clever way to, to do the whole con thing in, right, a, in yeah. a new way. You know, it was interesting how, like, Khan was, like, in the original one, it was it was Montalban, the, and, and he's obviously a uh, Hispanic actor, and obviously Sherlock Holmes is not. <laughs> you know, but um, it was interesting. I read that they were... There was a long list of actors who were originally considering for that role, all of which were Hispanic actors. So they were intending to go in that direction, but casting for whatever reason when they decided to go with uh, Cumberbach, Cumberbatch, whatever, whatever his name is, then it it switched to the English. But I, I didn't mind that. I, d- I didn't mind that at yeah, all. Yeah, he was that, good. That, that it was a different ethnicity. Um, I think it still it still worked. Yeah, he was great. He was he was arguably the best thing in the movie. Yeah. You know. Uh okay, so that's that's what was better than the first one. What was worse? Uh I don't have much on that. No? What do you think was worse? Mini lens flares? Lens flare generators. So well, I, I kinda liked it sometimes. Yeah. Brought me into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I mean, it does, and they, he, I mean, he uses it a lot of as, as a transitionary, a transition piece too, to, to transition from scenes. He'll use it that way, and, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, he's pretty generous with the lens flares. I enjoyed it myself, uh, but there were a few things that kind of, that kind of did bug me about the movie, like. I thought in the beginning, I th- I thought it felt it took it took a little time to kind of settle in. Like in the very beginning, the thing with with Kirk and I forget who it was with him out on the the, bones? Red, the red planet was it Bones? Bones, yeah. He was out there with him. Yeah, he was with Bones, and Spock was in the volcano. Right, and Spock was in a volcano, and so the the Enterprise is like hiding in the ocean. Why they couldn't just hide in orbit, I'm not sure. Because they had to be really fast to pick up Spock right when he was done. Yeah, but they still gotta like take the time to like come out of the ocean and do that dramatic. That took longer than it would take to just like come down out of the atmosphere, I would think, or, or beam him up. Couldn't they just beam him up mm. from from orbit? 
you know. But you know, whatever. That's that's nitpicking. But like in terms of of dialogue, I I wish I could remember specifically what it was. But there was like some dialogue mo- dialogue moments right in the beginning, where I, where I remember sitting in the theater being like, really, really, that's that's what we're gonna say here. It was it was I don't know like cheesy one liners type thing. Or you have I, an I don't, example? I don't. Remember? I wish I did. I wish I did, but I don't exact. I don't remember exactly what it was. But I remember it. It was in the very beginning, and it it took me out of the movie for a second. I was thinking like, wow, that's kind of clunky dialogue. But I don't, I don't, I apologize. I don't remember exactly, exactly what it was. Um, but I did think it was odd how. Well, since I've seen it, some um, the thing not as clear as they were before. Uh, but like the thing with. Well, first they were. They were. Their mission was to go find Khan, right? He was hiding out on this supposedly uninhabited right. moon or Planet. whatever. It was the Klingon. In Klingon airspace or right. whatever. And so they were going to sneak in there with their shuttle and surprise him and take him captive? Yes. <laughs> I mean, how, uh. how, how really... Covert is is that you know it's in in, a, in a, a shuttle coming in. I mean he has no no way of of reading that or, or seeing them. I don't I don't know. It was just a little bit. It felt a little weird and, and clumsy. And I, and I realize I'm getting like real geeky nitpicky with this stuff. But it, but again, I like just sitting and watch the movie. There's certain things that happen where like you think, wait a minute, what? That that doesn't make any sense. Things that kind of take like, you. Out oh, of the and movie. there was another part where um when uh. The the blonde chick, right. Dr. Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, yeah. yes. Um, when um like the the dad her dad beamed her aboard the ship and then later Khan wanted to oh, beam up yeah, his yeah, fellow yeah, yeah, crew yeah. members and then they were and then Khan was trying to get them to take down their shield so that he could beam them in. I'm yeah, like, wait. But, but when they beamed her up they didn't have to do anything. The shields were up and the transporter worked just fine. <laughs> but then later it's like, oh, we can't use the transporter if your shields are up. You got to put your shields down. Oh, And nobody was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this already worked before. <laughs> and then the that other part when Scotty went behind Saturn, I think it was. And like that he just like got in line. Oh in, yeah, that's right. And then he just like <laughs> popped into the bigger ship. He found the he found this big sta- station. He he's like flying around the station. I'm like, wow, he's gonna get. They're gonna read him or detect him. But then it's like, oh, it must be abandoned because nobody's there. And then all of a sudden, all these cargo ships or whatever go in, and it's like fully manned and functioning. And, and he they just don't, like gets in line. Wee. And they didn't okay, see cool. him flying around the top, and they just come in. I'm like really, they don't like have any idea how many ships are going in there. It's like, wow, that was a little, a little easy. <laughs> oh, and then, and then, um, towards the end, when when Bones was working with Khan's blood, you know, and he used his his genetically enhanced blood to make the whatever the, the, the whatever that the serum thing that was. that brings you back to life that saved Kirk. Right, and then Kirk died, and and but he didn't have any more serum. So Spock had to go and, you know, run through San Francisco chasing 
con to get his blood so that we can save Kirk. And it's like, wait a minute, you got his whole crew <laughs> was genetically enhanced. You got 72 dudes <laughs> in these like cryogenic pods right behind you. <laughs> you can't get blood out of any of them. I didn't realize that <laughs> until now. You know, I mean, there there was the moment where where he 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 said the line where we we can't open the pods because of a little risk of of killing them. It's it's too risky, you know. And so I was like, okay, okay, so you can't open the pods because it's too risky. That's why Spock is running down there. But then once Kirk died, <laughs> Bones was like, open that pod, get that guy out of there, keep him keep him in a coma. <laughs> he risked it like this you know oh, it's like well dude if you were gonna just open the pod before <laughs> you want to just and you open you open you, he opened the pod so that they can put kirk in it okay so you had to take the guy out why don't you just use get some of his blood <laughs> and make the serum forget khan when you don't need him anymore you know once you decide to open the open the thing oh no, I can't use him. It's gotta be gotta be con. No, <laughs> but hey, you know, explosions were cool. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was it's kind of nitpicky, but it was. I mean, it was still a cool, you know, popcorn flick, and I I dug it. I liked the reboot. I liked what they're doing character wise. Um, I love the new Spock. I think um, Zachary Quinto is awesome. Yes, I, I love he's, him. He's doing he's a, awesome. A great job. With that, uh, every everybody I think is really good. I mean, mm -hmm. I I didn't, I rem I remember when we watched the first one, looking at, at Carl Urban doing Bones, and I was like, wow, he's doing like a real kind of strange characterization here and this whole this whole thing. But I didn't, I knew he was kind of imitating um, the original guy and how he spoke and and all that stuff. But I, I didn't really realize what a incredible spot-on like impersonation he's doing of the original bones i mean he's really good yeah he is huh you know he's 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 nailing it i think it's and it's cool he also wears a, a pinky ring on his on his right hand or his left hand one of his hands he wears a pinky ring just like oh that's cool like the other guy did i i'm just, i'm blanking on the other guy's name i apologize for that i can't um i know his name but i can't think of it right now um but anyway, yeah, I think he's doing a, he's doing a really great job. I don't I don't really mind the whole uh, Spock Uhura romance thing. I do. You do? Yeah. You mind it? Yeah. Why Why does it bug you? Uh, I don't know. I just don't think that's right. <laughs> you don't think Vulcans should have girlfriends? That's not what I said. I, I meant that Are like you just racist against Vulcans. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Fine. No, no, Vulcans no, can have girlfriends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Vulcan having a girlfriend. The ears aren't attractive. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I meant in terms of like because that was never a part of the original. Right, or maybe it was, but they're just good at hiding it. Right, or or you could you could say that. Well, I mean, obviously, we know that as time goes on, they're not together. But there's really no no way to say that they weren't together at some point in the beginning. Then it kind of it kind of to me it gives that whole relationship kind of a different a different feel to it. It's like almost like a tragic thing because you see them really like in love and dealing with stuff, but you know it's gonna end because they don't end up together. Right. You know that so you know at some point it's gonna end. 
it kind of gives it a different, it reads differently for me. Kind of like a, you know, like a tragic relationship type thing. But I, I don't, I don't mind it. I really, I, I like the conversation they had in the ship going on, on the, on their way to the Klingon planet when they were like having their fight, like old married couple fight. And then <laughs> Kirk is just like sitting there awkwardly <laughs> in the middle of it. I like that. That was funny. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was cool. And, and I, I like that. There's a lot of nice moments like that, human moments. Um, but uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. Uh, obviously, they're going to do a third one. Uh, question being, will will JJ direct it? Because now that he's doing Star Wars. Oh yeah. I'll bet you he hands it off to somebody. Oh, wouldn't that be like really weird if he does like both at the same time? I I think I think that'd be as much. I think it'd be a little much to do. I don't. Uh, I don't think you'll do it. Mm. I mean, either either one of those movie franchises would be a huge undertaking to do. You know, I don't. I don't think he'll. He shouldn't. I don't think try to do both. Who would do Star Trek then? I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody somebody out there capable. Mm. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. All right. So we liked it. Yeah, we did. There were some things. You know. Uh, I rem- uh someone that I saw with caught like caught like one part when um they they were trying to beam someone back onto the ship and like the person that was in charge of beaming was like I'm trying to get them back and was like pressing the same button over and over again. Oh, that's, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. On the panel in front of him. There were like four huge buttons, and, and they were just like pressing one of them over and over. I'm like, trying to get them back. I'm trying to get them back. It's the same button. <laughs> it's like just kick it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Ah, uh, so so there you go. Hopefully they won't for the for the next one. Hopefully they won't remake uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, but maybe maybe we'll get some whales and time travel. <laughs> so we'll see. Um. Or maybe they will do search for Spock, but make it Kirk and twisty, turny, timey wimey. But Spock's not gone. Search for Kirk. Oh, but he's but already he's back. already. B- oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. It's all good. It's also almost like they did Wrath of Khan, and then they did all the search for Spock in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so now but not even. <laughs> right. Exactly. But not even. So now we can just go skip ahead and go to remake Star Trek Four. So we get some whales. <laughs> Isn't exactly Star Trek. <laughs> we're still on Earth and we're staying there for the whole movie. The whale movie. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I like that that one. That was one of my favorites of the original ones. I didn't like really a whole lot of them. I really I like Star Trek Two and Star Trek Four. So there you go. But ho- they'll probably go somewhere uh, somewhere different, somewhere new with the with the next one. But it doesn't matter because now I'm excited about the new Star Wars. That's that's not until 2015, though. Correct. 2015. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Wait. What? 